Well, hello, hello, listeners. Today is Thursday, August the 12th. This will be episode 15 of the Sport Fanatics podcast. I'm Chris. I'm J. Mike. We're going to talk about, well, we're going to wrap up the Olympics, talk about the final medal count, and also look ahead to a few changes that will be coming to our show and a little surprise coming. But for now... Welcome back. We're back. All right, well, last week we had a pre-recorded episode. Uh, This week we're actually recording uh, a little bit early as well, but it's the same week. Uh, Next week will be another pre-recorded episode, but this is all due to the... (laughs) Well, we've had an interesting schedule uh, this two weeks. I've been out of town. I'm about to be out of town again. Uh... On top of that, we've got some changes coming that I mentioned. We'll talk about that later. But first, we'll get to talking about the Olympics. So the final medal count was 113 for the USA, 88 for China, and 71 for the Olympians from Russia. Uh, Now, gold was really close. USA got 39 gold medals. China got 38. So one, only one difference there. Then Japan, third with 27. In the silver category, USA had 41, China 32, and the Russian Olympians 28. For bronze, USA had 33. The Olympians from Russia had 23, and Great Britain had 22. So USA led every category, though gold was very close between the USA and China. And just like Apollo Creed said in the 1985 Rocky IV film before he was tragically killed by a Russian boxer that was on steroids, never forget that the U.S. of A. has the best athletes. (laughs) So, you know, he's having that conversation with, with Drago and Drago. And he said, said to him and his Russian counterparts, I guess I could say, I just want to show that, show them all who has the best athletes. He's talking about the U.S. of A. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then later on, before they fought to bring in James Brown, and James Brown said, I live in America. <laughs> <laughs> living in america uh, only in america uh yeah that's ironic too then in rocky four you get the the other boxing promoter and he keeps he keeps saying only in america yeah <laughs> so how about that i'll be honest i don't remember rocky four it's been so long since i've oh that's my favorite really favorite huh. favorite uh out of well 
out of all six because then you got the Creed trilogy that's that's going on. Yeah, well, I remember. I mean, Creed has been really good, but I remember. Hey. I remember thinking the general consensus was like each one got kind of. <laughs> a lot of people think they get worse and worse with each one until Creed, and then they like really like mm. Creed, but. I, it's been so long since I've seen him. I can't judge. <laughs> so I love Rocky Four though. It's it's my favorite out of the six Rocky films. Anyway, hmm. but yeah, I had to throw that James Brown hey in there. <laughs> <laughs> can't help myself. But I'll tell you what, Chris. I found some interesting things from the USA water polo team. Oh, okay. That hasn't been discussed. Ashley Johnson was the top goalkeeper at the Tokyo Olympic Games, had an Olympic record of 80 saves, including 11 saves in the final victory over Spain that won them the gold medal. Oh, wow. Okay. In water polo. And then you have Maddie Musselman earning MVP honors at the Tokyo Olympics. She was tied for second overall with 18 goals scored. She had five goals in the semifinal against ROC and three more in the final against Spain. All a part of a third straight gold medal for the Team USA water polo team. Oh, interesting. And then one more, Chris. Three players finished with two goals each. Well, speaking of uh, boxing, they finished up with boxing on the last day in the women's lightweight. Okay. Uh, Kelly Harrington of Ireland won. In the men's lightweight, Andy Cruz of Cuba won. Women's middleweight, Lauren Price of Great Britain got the gold. And in men's super heavyweight, Bakodir Jalolov, Jalolov, I think that's how you say it, from Uzbekistan. Wow. One. <laughs> I have never heard of that country. Oh, you, yeah, Uzbekistan, it's like. It's like, it's like uh, somebody's name keeps getting thrown out and, and you go, What? <laughs> Never heard of them. <laughs> but how about this? The U.S. women's national team made history by bringing home its first Olympic gold medal in USA women's volleyball. It's hard to believe it. It was their first, first time. That's cool, though. That it, yeah. It's it's very neat and. Like you said, Chris, very crazy that this is only the first time that the women's volleyball team has ever won gold in the Olympics for the for the USA. Because you feel like women's volleyball, like high school volleyball for girls is pretty common around, you know, in the USA. Sure is. So you'd figure it'd be pretty good at it, but... I did see where on the men's side, Poland was really favored to win, and they got upset by France. 
So they they got knocked out by them. Now, some things USA was heavily favored, of course, basketball, men and women. Yes. And they ended up taking it home in both. Yes. And the the women's basketball team, that was their seventh straight gold medal in the Olympics. So congratulations to the ladies mm-hmm. for bringing home yet another gold medal in women's basketball. It's very very impressive streak that they have going on right yeah, now. They beat the home country Japanese team. Which it seemed like seemed like in, in the major sports you had USA taking on Japan for the gold medal. And a lot, well and it was also in baseball. It was. And Japan was, won that one. Japan did. Japan won that one two to nothing in a tight one of them tight, old-fashioned pitcher duels that went down to the wire there. Mm-hmm. So, tough loss for the U.S. of A, but they at least come away with the silver medal, which went along with their their high but top medal count in the in the silver oh. ca- silver medal category, yeah. like, like you just stated, Chris. And, I mean, when it comes to baseball, not really any – Shame in losing to Japan, especially in Japan. Right. <laughs> we know that they have good baseball players. They do. Really good baseball players. They do. And you consider USA and Japan the top two countries that yeah. produce baseball talent. But you also can't forget about the Dominican Republics, yeah, the Latin Puerto America. Ricos, the Venezuelas. It's just... At the end of the day, Japan took advantage of everything being in their country and pretty much in in the major sports they were right there competing with the US USA for the gold medal. So yeah. Japan Japan used the home field it really to their advantage. There's no doubt about that, but but yeah, they got us in baseball, Chris, two to nothing. <laughs> yeah, but it's fine. We got <laughs> we them in accept. basketball. Yeah, we swept yep. them in basketball. So, and then uh, in, in men's basketball, USA pulled it out. I'm trying to remember who it was we beat. <laughs> oh, it was it was France. Okay. Okay. That's right. I forgot it was it, France. It there. was France. Kevin Durant had a great game, as you would imagine, for the U.S. team. And I can't thank him enough for putting aside what was obviously a debilitating blow when he had to carry the nets the rest of that series against the eventual champion Milwaukee Bucks and gave it everything he had. And, of course, he's gassed there in overtime, and he shoots that air ball. And game over, net season is over. So you you have to think that he really didn't want to compete in the Olympics and just just have a reset, you know, and and start to – 
rest and and figure figure things out for next NBA season. But man, credit him for representing our country on the grand stage in the Olympics in yeah. in, in Tokyo. It's always nice when we can get a lot of the top NBA players to volunteer yeah. to go out and. And in my Biden opinion, Olympics. he's the best player on the planet. Of course, that's just my opinion. But he he obviously can score at such a high, efficient level. He's consistent. You know what you're getting from him night in and night out. And he absolutely was the game changer for this USA team joining these guys in Tokyo. So credit credit him and the rest of that USA men's basketball team for getting over what was such a rough start there in, in just a exhibition, you know, getting their getting their uh getting their feet wet, playing with each other cuz I I know I know a lot of them aren't aren't teammates, you know, and Well, yeah, it takes a while to get used to each other and oh yeah jail as a team yes and, and credit coach pop greg popovich for really keeping these guys going you know not not getting them discouraged and and whatnot just really keeping them focused and and, and really really driving them to 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 be the best players that they can be because we we all we all know the talent that these players have but just credit him for pushing all the right buttons and, and credit the team for really coming together and playing exceptional basketball on their way to a gold medal. I would like to give you a great stat here, and that is Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday became only the second pair of teammates to win an NBA championship and an Olympic gold medal. Oh, wow. Literally back-to-back, they joined, guess who, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen from the the 92 Dream Team. That's an incredible duo to join. And so that's – that's just incredible because they we all know the run that they had and how exceptional they played in that run and just just joining elite company there is just outstanding outstanding and once again congratulations to those guys kevin durant coach pop and the entire usa men's basketball team on, yeah. a, on another gold medal yeah every gold medal each individual one was the one that put us over the top yes to just be one ahead in the gold count so every 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 medal counts uh another one that sort of a team thing uh we did also get gold in the in the 400 meter relay Oh, which is nice. always fun to to watch those and watch them hand the baton off. And uh, I think in the past we'd had several we'd had issues with uh, 
penalties in relay, but not this year. They got it together and won gold. And that that was with Allison Phoenix, right? For the women's relay team. Oh, uh, I was looking at the men's. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I I just remember I just remember hearing and seeing a lot of of Alice Allison Phoenix. In the women's, which I I know that she added four four hundred meter bronze medal. Yeah, I don't see her on the on the uh, women's uh, relay final. At least the one hundred meter. I know in the four by four hundred relay, they delivered a gold medal in the final track of that session. Yeah. They did, and the women got silver in the four by one hundred meter. So, track and field coming out, yeah, that good. That Allison Phoenix, she's seems like she's been doing, she's been running track for forever. Just been such a great, such a great track athlete for the for the U.S. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's cool you have those athletes who will stick around for yes. it. Feels like so many olympic cycles oh yeah and stay competitive or even on top of their game yeah i'm just hoping we see usain bolt back you know well yeah i guess he's and and of course we and we we did get gold in that four by 400 meter relay so in the women's four by four hundred meter relay, so that's great. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Any other? Kind of looking at the back half of that week to see if there's any other interesting. Uh, USA got bronze in the women's soccer. Of course, we're hopes for for gold there, but at least they came away with yeah. a medal. Yeah, considering. They won FIBA the last time out, didn't they? Yeah. They won the FIBA World Cup. Yeah. Which, to be fair, when it comes to soccer, I feel like the World Cup is a little bit more, I guess, focus put on oh, anyway, yeah. of course. but Yeah, which you, you kind of hate to see that, though, because it really takes away from the Olympic so- the Olympics with soccer. Uh, yeah, but... For both the men and women, yeah. I mean, a lot of times it's yeah. the same teams, but and then then you had the Euros, the Euro Soccer Championships going yep. on before the Olympics. Yeah, and so, like you said, Chris, that also took away from men's soccer in the Olympics. So you just you just really hate to see that, and especially see that tournament before the Olympics even began. Well, that's one thing that also kind of worries me about the uh, World Baseball Classic, as much fun as it is. If we could consistently keep baseball in the Olympics, I'd rather kind of not have it. But if we can't keep it in there consistently, like has been the case, then it's nice to have the World Baseball Classic at least. And the closing ceremony was last night, wasn't it, Chris? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're recording on Monday. And it just wrapped up yesterday. Um, 
two weeks have passed and had yeah, a bunch of games right. and that's right two weeks and like i said usa ended up coming out on top in the medals with 113 total it's incredible oh yeah incredible and china second with 88 and the uh, olympic from uh, the olympians from russia was 71 i guess i'll mention some of the best of the rest here Okay. Before we close out, Great Britain had 65 medals, Japan 58, Australia 46, Italy 40, Germany 37, Netherlands 36, and France 33. Those are your top 10. Okay. And just missing out on the top 10, I got to mention them because they're our neighbor, but Canada. They yes. finished 11th. Oh, Canada. <laughs> but there's your top 10. And as always, really fun to watch all these athletes from other countries come together and yes, compete against each other. and Nothing like it. Exactly. I, I mean, I love the competition, but I also love how there's camaraderie there. Like you'll see Olympians from other countries you know mingle and oh yeah talk and console each other even sometimes if they if somebody mm-hmm. you know has a rough day so i just i love the olympics and what they represent and what they do uh it's a fun time and, and, and it's it's especially great that they were able to go through with it considering what's all going on with this covid variant and so it's it it, it was truly a blessing for them to get these olympic games underway and keep everybody safe and yeah and, and and they were just able to execute it and finish it off well yeah and and, and do a great job with all of that so thank you to the olympic committee and tokyo for for health and safety stuff with the the people who who did attend i'm sure i'm sure it wasn't that many yeah for each event pretty sparse but understandably but yeah just just a great job in general for them doing doing everything they could to to be able to put on such a such a great event considering what's going on right now with the virus and even with the one year delay to keep everything that as well on track so hopefully fun part now is don't even have to wait a full four years for the next (laughs) summer olympics we're just three years away yeah but uh Anyway, there's your Olympic discussion. 2020 Olympics in Tokyo wrapped up. USA! 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 All right, well, we're going to do something a little bit different here. Going to talk about some changes coming up. So, first of all, we're going to be going back to once a week for sport fanatics, like the national discussion. It'll probably be on Thursdays moving forward. However, we're also going to start doing a more local 
show. If you happen to listen to us in the North Mississippi area, we're, we're the working title is North Mississippi Sport Fanatics, but we'll see what the the final name may be. But that that's yeah. what we're sort of working with for now. Yeah, and if y'all have any better ideas, feel free to shout us out. Yeah, add us on Twitter or something. Right, and we'll we'll give you our our social media accounts at at the end of the show, but but it had to be something fitting for just North yes. Mississippi because that's what we're going to focus on, and we're going to basically kick off with well the high school kickoff with football yeah, coming up here shortly. It sure is with football games in the state of Mississippi getting underway on August the 27th of this month. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, so there towards the end of this month, we will get back into the swing of things with high school football. So we'll probably be coming out on probably Mondays with the local local stuff. Yeah. Because uh, we don't I mean, it's not like there's going to be Monday night football with your your local teams or or whatever. So Monday seems like a good time because most. Oh man, and I'm I miss Hank Williams doing the. Are you ready <laughs> for some football? <laughs> man, I miss that. But if you know, you know, and local stuff, it tends to happen on the weekend. So Monday seems like a good day to to talk about that. And we've had quite a bit of interest directed our way into focusing more on local sports and oh yes and kids coming up so yeah and that's and that's what it should be about chris it should be about these 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 young players you know highlighting them for for the accomplishments that they that they do because trust me i never played sports when I was in middle through high school, but I was in the band. And let me tell you, it 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 does take away a good chunk of your time, let alone your studies. So for these boys and girls to, to really be able to lock in and do both so oh, yeah. well i mean i'm impressed kudos to them man i'm impressed with these uh kids who can manage to be not just on the a sports team but also have good grades even yes. sometimes on an honor list of some sort which it didn't happen for me <laughs> but i still but, but, i still got through it <laughs> <laughs> but then on top of both of those two they'll have like a really good you know social life still going on they still have time to like kick back and oh yeah have a social life still so and that senior project kicked my butt our senior year because i've i've got i've got indoor drumline season going on our senior year and i'm trying and speaking of a gold medal i got me a gold medal (laughs) at the end at the end of that rainbow that uh that long gosh it seemed j mike the leprechaun well, hey, dee, 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 but, but yeah, I had so much going on that year, man. I had, I had a girlfriend at the time. Uh, 
I've got indoor drum line going on, and I, I knew we had a really good squad to where we could we could win our our uh, division in indoor drumline championships in Nashville, which is actually where you just oh, yeah. got back from. Just came back from Nashville. And at Lip- at Lipscomb University. Oh, okay. If, if any of you know where yeah. Lipscomb is in Nashville. And we won our, our classification. Yeah, we won our classification is the correct term to use there. And then I've got my school classes and then that dead gum senior project that was a pain in the butt. But what I loved about it is when you finally got, excuse me, when you finally got everything together. And this is what I hated, man. I was one of the last people to present that day. So I just waited and waited and waited. It seemed like it took forever to me to finally present mm-hmm. there at the Bank Corp South Arena. Which that was pretty cool that we were on like what's normally the oh, yeah. stage area and the court or football field. And that big old hockey building. rink that, that, that's there right on the there but you fi- you finally got in there and some of the nicest people that you could imagine that they had found to quote unquote either judge you or grade you whatever terminology you want to use there but nice as they can be it just seemed like they didn't care you know they were looking at your appearance and how you just conducted yourself and how you presented. And it seemed like they gave everybody a a decent grade. So I ended up getting a 94 (laughs) and I was proud, you know, proud as heck for it. And, and then I, I remember gathering all my stuff and I'm like, man, this whole time I was worried about it and i i didn't even have to worry about it at all so yeah, yeah i just i had a lot going on oh, yeah. well my it, senior year but kudos to those kids for juggling all of that oh yeah it, se- it seems like at one time because i i know i know how that can be even though once again i did not play sports but i was in band indoor drum line mm-hmm. and we People know that, that that takes a lot of your time, too. And so kudos to these guys for doing well in all of that. Well, like you said, we want to make this, I like what you said about highlighting. We want this to be a, a positive yes, and show that, for the local. And that's what it should be. Yeah, for, for local folks. And, uh, of, of course, like we talked about the kids, but also, I mean, we'll mention of course coaches and and staff that oh, are yeah. that are working with with these young men and women and yes uh but it just seems like the kids you know never get the credit when they're the ones on the field oh, doing everything yeah. and so we definitely want to highlight these guys and and, and gals and we definitely want to interview you so if if any of you are listening to the podcast today, please feel free to reach out to us. And once again, we're going to give you our social 
media accounts here at the end of the show, but please feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to interview you and get to know you and have you on the podcast. Yeah, or or just introduce you to the listeners. And I, I definitely have a couple people in mind, Chris, that that I'm sure we'll have great conversations with here on the podcast relatively soon and i look i look forward to that but if anyone else is interested yeah feel free to holler at us get you know get back to us and we'll definitely have you on the show for sure yeah so but definitely looking forward to the the next installment of our podcast oh for sure as as we continue to grow this thing yeah you just be on the lookout for it for uh after that first week of football games that's yes when we'll kick it off and uh we'll we'll plug it again when we yes have even more info and, and more concrete links and stuff we'll we'll send those out and we need a name people we need a name so if you're a regular listener to the podcast hit us up on social media, if you have any anything cool, I I kind of I kind of like this local fanatics right now. Yeah, local fanatics, something like that. I mean, I feel like we got to mention North Mississippi somehow, yeah, so just so that maybe people know. Uh, let's see, NMS local fanatics or. As in North yeah. Mississippi. I could see that. Or North Miss local fanatics. Uh, something like that. Yeah. I could see. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll fiddle with it, work with it, see what comes up. But Yeah, if y'all have any ideas, shoot them to us, man. Yeah, we just wanted to let y'all know that that's coming. So we want to uh, y- get our listeners involved, too, for sure. Yeah. Because we, we sure do appreciate you guys, as always, for tuning in. For sure. So, yeah, thank y'all for listening to this, and we hope that those of you in the area up here will enjoy checking out. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, Chris. And once again, really to really showcase these young athletes we have in our surrounding area here in North Mississippi. All right, well, this is going to end up being a, a little bit of a shorter episode, but that's okay. We just wanted to focus on the Olympics and that quick announcement we had but as always gotta close out with a random page of the day and today the random page gave me a fella from baseball reference a A, pitcher a fella you say yeah a pitcher by the name of jeff austin everybody's favorite pitcher i'm sure you've heard of him before (laughs) probably not sounds like one of those one of those names you would make up or a teacher would make up before they they teach you how to write a letter or an essay (laughs) in class because you know everybody knows the teacher always uses john doe or a uh, as the name a generic player in a ea sports game or something like that i'm just i'm just shocked he ain't kin to stone cold steve austin somehow (laughs) (laughs) This was before he did wrestling. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? But he was a he batted right, throw right. What? What'd you say to me, boy? What? 
Six foot tall, 185 pound. Wow. Born October 19th, 1976 in San Bernardo, California. But he played rookie season in 2001 for the Kansas City Royals. Whoa. He had zero wins, zero losses, and a 5.54 ERA. 26 wow. innings pitched. I figured that ERA would be a lot higher than five. Well, in the next year, with 11 innings pitched, still no wins and losses, but he had a 4.91. Good grief. Apparently, he came out in uh, small, like short appearances because he played in 10 games oh, okay. that year in okay. 2002. Played in 10 games, but I was 11 he, innings pitched. So, like, okay. he'd come out for an inning at a time, basically. Yeah. Well, I'm... I'm I guess I was thinking his first his first season he could have been a starter. No, oh, yeah, he he was coming out and and and, and, he, and he made and he probably got hit around a lot and they they finally just moved him to the bullpen, but they they probably yeah, they probably just primarily used him out of the bullpen. Yeah. If if that's well, and like his first season, he had 21 games and 26 innings pitched. So Yeah, okay. So that definitely. However, in 2003, he goes to Cincinnati. Okay. And they do make him a starter. He's, wow. He starts, well, so I, he, he starts seven games. I told the future yeah, of you, his career. Mm-hmm. Started seven games, but in those seven games total, he only managed to pitch 28.1 innings. See, I had that. Okay, once again, that's that's crazy. Because I had that in the back of my head that he he would have started his career as a starter. That's what usually happens. And got got hit around. Yeah. And then they moved him to the bullpen to see if he was be better suited that way. Which, like you said, a lot of teams do that, and they and that's how they end up finding these diamonds in the rough relievers type of relievers yeah and so that's but yeah he so let's see his third season yeah his, his, so his last season yeah With they the, finally he finally became a starter that's crazy because that normally doesn't happen like that and he had two wins and three losses and well, then 8.58 era so there it yeah finally yeah. it finally it climbed up to the the figure that i I was thinking of. I'm kind of surprised. So he played for Cincinnati, Kansas City, and who else? Or was it just those two? Just teams? those two. He he came up in the Kansas City minor league system. How you doing, Walt? Yeah, what's up, Walt? Walt Delusic, shout out, brother. Kansas City Royals. I'm honestly surprised he got the call up because so. He did okay in 1999 in like A plus and double A. He had a 3.93 okay. ERA and a 10 and 3 yeah. as a starter. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. you'll take that. But in but 2000. He didn't come up that way. Well, that's what. In 2001. To the majors anyway. In 2001, he goes. To, he's in triple A in 2001, right? Okay. He's 3 and 7 with a 6.88 ERA, and they call him up to the majors. I guess for them, one-inning appearances. 
Yeah, and and another. I'm glad you brought that up, Chris, because another thing that always boggles me is, and it ha- once again it happens. We know those cats playing 162 games scheduled, there's going to be a ton of injuries. And of course, now you have this virus and it's putting you on a so-called 10 day IL. And so that, that positive test is getting you out of there for 10 or so days. And so that, that's also something that you have to configure with the, also with the injuries here, but you'll see, a guy that gets called up, and I'm speaking for my Cubs as an example, mm-hmm. I've seen because they really needed starting pitching help at the time that they started the slump to get them back in the thick of things. And, of course, their offense needed to get going too, and it, it never did. That's why they traded the remaining core away, but – they would br- they would bring up a pitcher from AAA Iowa, and he would have a phenomenal game, a, a phenomenal outing. And this is this is a guy out of the Cubs bullpen that I'm talking about, like a Keegan Thompson, right. that a lot of you Auburn fans should recognize because he pitched for the Auburn Tigers here just recently, about about a year or two ago, and. They bring him up, and I just remembered where he had the bases loaded and strikes out strikes out the side from there from from then on out and gets out of it uns, unscathed. Oh yeah, yeah. But then he gets sent back down to Iowa the next day. And I can't remember if it was an injury injury related where they called up a position player or what. Now I don't remember that happening, it being due to an injury, but I seriously think that they called a position player up. That would make some sense at least. That's the swap out with him. But yeah. you're thinking at the time, man, I I need pitching. I need to figure out something on on the pitching side of it to keep me in the division right now before this first half closes and you send somebody down like that 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 really got you out of a jam against a team that's red hot right now by the way in the Cincinnati Reds they're pardon the pun (laughs) but they are red hot indeed they're in Cincinnati and so it just it just blows my mind how they how they come to an agreement of making some kind of weird and questionable decisions like that. But then again, we all know it's part of a business. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's that's it, one it, reason it I just, couldn't be it, a general just, manager, right? And it just really it just really gets your mind going. You know what I mean? About wow, that 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 guy just had a pretty pretty good outing and they're sending them back down to the minors you know just really really sucks well but. and going forward with this guy like in 2002 back in triple a for kansas city i can see why 
Cincinnati wanted to maybe make him a starter the next year because okay. as a starter in AAA, he goes 4-0 and with a 3.27 ERA. Wow. So, I mean, that that's looking a lot better. Now, again, when he's back up with the Royals that and, year, it's not quite as impressive. But he has a 4.91 ERA that year in the MLB. Oh, wow. So, you know, it's looking okay. a little bit better. And, of course, you have you have Major League Scouts not only scouting high school and, and college-level talent for the MLB draft that we touched on here what was it now? Two weeks, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you did not listen to that podcast, we still have it up on our sports fanatics. Yeah, we do page there for you to listen. So please feel feel free to go back and and listen to that. But not only are scouts doing that, Chris, they're also evaluating other teams minor league systems and they're evaluating major league players on on the current rosters on these current rosters and you saw that particularly with the trade deadline that's that's another podcast that we had Mm -hmm. if you'd like to go back and, and listen to it where scouts are looking at these major league players to see who who they can add to really help them down the stretch run of the long MLB season that we're accustomed to seeing. And so you definitely have that going on as well. So that's that's obviously what happened there with well, yeah, him, and- with the Cincinnati Reds scouting department said, "Hey, look, this guy, this guy might be a might be a diamond in the rough, that and we could convert him into a yeah. successful starter, maybe. And in two thousand three, with the Triple A Cincinnati team, he goes four and two as a starter with a with a four point three four ERA. So not quite as good as the previous year, but they still felt good enough to call him up. Yeah. Uh, and now was he with the Louisville Bats? Were the, they even a team at the time? Because oh, you know the, sure the Louisville Bats are. The, to our listeners, the Louisville Bats right now are the AAA affiliate for the Cincinnati Reds. That's right. why I'm bringing this up. So I, I want—I wonder if the Bats were around in in '03. It was '03, correct? Right. Okay. '03. So if he was pitching for them in AAA, well, and here's here's an interesting thing. After his bad 2003 okay. MLB experience with okay. Cincinnati they send him back down in 2004 his last season he ever played professionally at least in major league baseball system okay he's in the minor league for the Reds and they send him down to rookie ball and single A that is the strangest one of the strangest things I've ever heard yeah so he goes all the way down to the bottom where he has a three point six nine ERA, oh, he st- he he still has a almost a four. Yeah, and he he has four games started with with no decisions that year. Only thirty one point two innings pitched. I gotta look up to see if I can figure out Gosh. if something happened to him. I wonder if he continued playing. 
professionally, quite possibly in Japan. Cause, right. Because as you and I know, and I, I'm sure our listeners know that you've seen a lot of, you've seen a lot of former major league players continue their careers in Japan. Right. And we know Japan's going to throw the money at them. And why not if you're, you know, being sent back down to freaking rookie league and right single A. Right. But that that's just unbelievable how he's had some major league experience and has gone back to AAA, but he gets sent to single A. I'm going to look up his wiki page, see if it gives me some more information here. I mean, went all the way down. In 2003, on May 28th, against the Braves in what turned out to be his final appearance in the major leagues, Austin gave up three consecutive home runs to start the game. Only the second time that had happened in MLB history. It's very ironic that you're bringing this up, Chris, because that seems like what happened to Kyle Davies last night for the Chicago Cubs. Oh, or, excuse oh, me. No. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Zach, Zach Davies for the Chicago Cubs uh-huh. against the White Sox. The White Sox, yeah, yeah, that's it. The White Sox hit three home runs off of Davies in just the first inning of the ball game last night wow. on Sunday Night Baseball on ABC. They were on ABC last night. Okay. Their first ABC broadcast under the ESPN banner. Mm-hmm. But, but yet, Davies pitching for the Cubs last night surrendered three home runs in the first inning. So it's ironic <laughs> that you bring that up. After what I saw last night with my Cubs digging themselves to an early grave in that contest against their crosstown rival White Sox last night. Oh, wow. This dude, so he attended Stanford University. And, and Stan- Stanford actually produces was about to say, great pitchers. He was a first-round draft pick in the 1998 draft. You gotta be kidding me! No, yeah, first round. Another former Stanford pitching great that's excellent in the commentating booth, I might add, is Kyle Peterson. Oh yeah, Kyle Peterson does an exceptional job during college baseball season covering for the SEC and ESPN family of networks so in 1998 the royals had three first round draft picks and jeff austin was one of them he was their first pick in 1998 fourth overall wow that's yes high pick he was a high pick two-time captain for the cardinals okay and national collegiate player of the year in 1998 whoa learning a lot here quickly moved through the royals minor leagues as we saw uh, but unfortunately, that you just that happens. It seems with yeah, and the AAA team was in Louisville. 2003. Okay, I 
I thought so. I I thought they were they were around at the time. But that's just that's unfortunate that you see that a lot here. here. Here's what I was waiting for. This is what I was trying to find. Okay. So I mean this is from an article. I I can't speak to this personally, but uh, apparently Stanford pitchers are often overworked in college. According to whoever okay. wrote the, but it, okay. in, in 2003 he had to have in 2003 his season came to an end early and he had to have a soldier's surgery. Reminds me of a head coach at Ole Miss right now, <laughs> overworking his pitchers. Gee, I wonder who his name could be. So, 2004 that's that would explain why he went back down to rookie league and high A. Okay, to try to I guess. Re- recuperate yeah but i guess the reds didn't pick him up in 2005 and then he played he stayed on the east coast and pitched for long island in the atlantic league that independent pretty big i mean pretty big league out there on the east coast but of course a small compared to mlb but uh pitched 28 games and that was the last time he pitched professionally and he retired on july 4th 2005 Apparently, he now works at Google. <laughs> How about that? Uh, in 2008, became a full, full-time pitching coach at Stanford. Huh. And, uh, and, got, and and guess what? They made the College World Series it, that I, year. I How, say, How about that? Yeah, they finished third. How about that? So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he had he had a lot of knowledge to help those pitchers out at Stanford. I'm sure it was the pitching coach, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's And by the way, I've got man, a lot of phenomenal. this off of an article on Fan Cited written by Jen Navis. So, but that was cool. I, I wanted to dig into it and see. I wondered if he had an injury or something, and that was yeah. why he got sent down like that. Okay. So that would explain it. But, yeah, that, that, re- that reminds me... That was obviously a a great one today, Chris. I'm I'm glad you brought that to light. But that reminds me of what Kirk Sarloose has done for the TCU baseball program, where he he pitched for the Oakland Athletics in the majors and had had a career kind of like that to where Maybe he was kind of up and down, you know, roller coaster ride. Never really had long term stability in the majors, especially you know not for the not for the A's. But now he is he has gone back to the college game, and he's done he's done well in the in the TCU program, where he started out as a as a pitching coach, really helping developing coaching up i'm sure great young pitching talent there in fort worth and now and now he's the head coach at tcu with jim schlossnagel moving on to texas a&m yeah and so obviously we'll be watching with great interest see what kirk sarloose does as a head ball coach fort worth at tcu and another part of this is always how often do you see it especially in baseball and particularly with pitchers where 
guys are working their way up. I mean, it takes some time, but they end up having injuries or whatever. They just derail yes. everything, which is yes. unfortunate. But at least it is. At least he, especially a high pick like that, Chris, yeah. first round pick number four. Gosh, you just you hate to see those guys never really have the career that the franchise themselves yeah. and, and and everybody else in their inner circle envisioned for him. Well, at least he seemed to have a good coaching and now career with Google. Yes. So that's the – I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's very smart. He went to Stanford. Yeah, yeah do tech Out stuff. of all places. So, so that, that's an interesting story of a fellow by the name of Jeff Austin. What a find. All right, well, that'll wrap us up for today. Thank y'all so much for joining us. Uh, I guess we'll close by social media. You can follow Sport Fanatics on Twitter with at Sport Fanatics, spelled just like the show with no space in between. Where did they catch you, J-Mike? Yeah, so once again, to follow up on what Chris just said, please Feel free and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Sport Fanatics. And if you'd like to send us names about the about the local show that we're going to do coming up, feel free to do that. Yeah, hit us up with names or just ideas in general that you'd like to see in something like that. Exactly. You young athletes that would love to be interviewed and love to be a part of our show, we would definitely love to talk to you and love to have you on the show. Feel free to mention us on the Twitter page there. And you can also do the same on my personal accounts. You can add me as a friend or send me a direct message on the messenger app that goes along with Facebook. Add me on Facebook there, John Michael McBunch. And then you can send me a DM and feel free to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Both of my handles are the same. It is at J underscore Mike check. So, yeah, feel feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you and would love to interview you and have you on the show. Yeah, you, you my personal one is on Twitter at Christopheles11, ChrisTopHoles11. Same goes for me, so, or, or just shoot me an at or, or whatever. So, yeah, we're looking forward to moving forward with that and, Again, thank y'all so much for listening to this show. Thank y'all, Ben. And if y'all didn't listen last week, we had a pre-record episode where J. Mike talked about some of his sports history. Next week, I'll be talking about my sports history. I'd love for y'all to check those episodes out. They were really fun to talk and and listen back to. I really enjoy doing those, Chris. Yeah. And thank, thank all of you for listening to my personal journey. And I hope you all will do the same when with uh, Chris's journey in sports yeah. com- coming out pretty soon on a podcast form near you. Yeah, whatever, whatever.
whatever platform you most like to listen to, that's where we'll be. So, again, thank y'all so much for listening to us. Y'all have a great week. Talk to you soon, guys.